Welcome to the Accelerate podcast. I'm Michael Minnie, and I'm here with my colleague Gerardo Amaya. We're from the Digital Advisory Practice at Microsoft Canada. So Gerardo, on previous podcasts, we've talked a lot about um, the importance of innovation and disruption. But we haven't really drilled down into the, the question of how do you do that? How do you make it successful? Um, so probably very few people would disagree that it's important to innovate. But there's probably also a lot of people or a lot of different opinions on how you do that to be successful. So I wonder if you have some thoughts on how you make an innovation program successful or if you even do need an innovation program itself. So what do you think? Well, that's, that's always a, a good conversation to have because you mentioned one specific item that is really interesting. Idea generation, right. I think, is not the same as an innovation process. Okay. So it's a, it's a whole, it, it's part of it, but it, you need like a full cycle or even in some conversations we have talked about an innovation ecosystem, right? It's right. more how do you drive an idea from inception to actual execution and, and, and finalize it in a product or a service or, or whatever you're looking for, right? So it's not quite as simple as just getting everyone into a room and let's brainstorm. Not at all. I think yeah. that's that's part of the process. And I think one, one key item as well in getting in a room and brainstorm is the concept of defining the problem. Okay. I think uh, we, we normally see this not only in, in innovation, but in different types of, of situations where basically we ask, are you asking the right question? Are you actually trying to solve the right problem? So let's start okay. there, then generate a set of ideas. And, and I know there's many different different ways to innovate through right. design thinking or different methods. But the key thing is define in a concrete way, define your problem in a more open, like more abstract mode, do the whole brainstorming, collect ideas, but then go back to a more narrow, concrete thing and, and execute them and test them, right? It's kind of prototyping them. Okay. So is that a... It sounds simple to define the problem, but I know based on my experience, and I'm curious what your thoughts are yeah. on this, it's easier said than done because a lot of people think they know what the problem is, whether it's a technology problem or a business problem, but they may actually just be seeing either the tip of the iceberg or a symptom of uh, a larger problem or a different problem. Um, so. What kind of what are some of the techniques you can use, or how do you how do you expand your mind, or how do you expand your perspective to say, no, this this I think this is the problem, but I might not be right. So how do you how do you go about getting to the root or the heart of the problem? Great. No, I one of the, one of the techniques I normally use is is think about first of all other industries. I think at this point in time, innovations or disruptions happen in so many different ways. You can actually take a look at an industry right next to you and learn so much about it that you can import or export ideas or concepts. Okay. The other one I use is, is learning from extremes. So what do you go, when you define extreme is what is the top user that will use this product or service that you're ideating on or the problem you're trying to solve? What is the ideal scenario? And what is the opposite? What's the total opposite? So that way you get like the full chasm of options and, and realize where's the point that it will be my optimal point. 
Okay. I don't know if you agree with that. Yeah, I do. I mean, one of the things that that comes up is I think people can get paralyzed by th trying to think of the next big thing. I think it's all about the idea. And yeah. I have to have a, a, an incredible idea that's going to be earth-shaking and groundbreaking. And it's great, obviously, if you have those, but those usually are few and far between. And I think if you're waiting yeah. for that great idea, that next great idea, you could be waiting for a long time. And so, and we, we talked about this earlier, that I think it's less important to say, oh, have I got a great idea, as opposed to, we have some ideas, now how do we actually act on those ideas and, and do something with them? Um, because, well, because otherwise you're, gonna, you're just going to keep waiting and waiting. And that's a great point because we talk a little bit about the concept of the idea overdose. Right. So right. basically something happens or a disruption happens, you want to react, get people in the room, and then a, f a flow of ideas come in. I think, generally speaking, every single group in an organization can come up with 50, 100 ideas if they want to. Right. But the key thing is, once you get that overdose, I will say 95% of organizations are in this hangover saying, oh, okay, we can ideate, we can do it, that's great. So we are innovative, we're done, we're done mark, right? We're done. Yeah. That's, exactly, that's exactly it. So what you just mentioned, right, is what is the execution part of it? Why don't we take one idea and just test it out with definitely, I will say, even a 50-50 chance that it will work or even less, but just give it a shot. Evolve it through the cycle. Again, it's an ecosystem, not just kind of a, a, like a lottery prize winner. Like I, I go right. for number one and I got the prize. That's never going to happen. Yeah. We, sometimes we miss that from the huge stories on innovation, but there's a lot of hustle and struggle before and a lot of failure and, and, and evolution and learning. Well, that's a good point. And I've had, I've had personal experiences where you're stuck on certain things and oftentimes the solution is, well, let's get some new ideas in here, a new person who's got some ideas. And we'll often say, we don't need any more ideas. We've got enough good ideas. We've got to figure out how we act on these ideas or, or test them out or, or prove them, right? Which is, like I say, is, that's arguably the hard part, right? Yeah, exactly. As opposed to just coming up with the, with the idea. So, but when you're actually going through, let's talk a little bit about that, that ideation. So, how do you do that, though? To, what are some of the key success um, factors when you're going to run something like an ideation session or you're going to get a pe bunch of people together um, to make sure that you don't get things like groupthink or yeah. um, having one person dominate the discussion. What are some of the things that, that you've seen or that you think are, are good ideas? I think the number one rule of ideation is ideation is not a privilege. So it's not okay. only accessible okay. to certain roles in the organization. Ideation should be open to anyone in your organization because you will get all the different perspectives. I've seen so many methods and one of the basic rules in those methods is do you have the right people that will drive the idea in the room? But that's in the process when you are actually have a bunch of ideas and you want to actually move them through execution. But in the first part, like it's, it's, it's accurately called brainstorming is how do you actually get involved and get all the ideas in place. A great example I saw from a client is they actually have an email address. I think it's called innovation at mm -hmm. the organization.ca.com. And they just, they're just open to get every single idea 
inside the, the, the what they call the innovation process. Okay. So they will hear from anyone, from call center, from reception, from the field, from a driver, and they will actually start narrowing down because that instills a culture of innovation. Every person will say, hey, I come up with this idea, I'm just gonna send it. They follow through, but the, the intake of ideas is endless. Right. How do you actually then filter them and go through the innovation process? That's a different piece. But the first thing is get as much people as, as you can generating ideas. But don't you sometimes, but isn't it a problem sometimes that people tend to think um, in their, whether they're in a group session or that, they'll, they'll think too narrow. So they'll think, oh, I've got an idea. The problem is this, so uh, the solution or my idea is just to have a new widget to solve this problem. And oftentimes, I've found that when you're in some of these sessions, that it takes, it takes work to, to bring people out of their individual perspective and say, yeah, that, that, that's a great idea, but let's think broader about about the idea of the sort of the art of the possible, which I know is an overused expression, but that idea of how do you get out of that narrow focus into a thinking bigger picture without, without wasting all your time? I think the best way is you have, you have to use your role as your source of knowledge, but not as your source of influence for ideas. Okay. So you can get people from different parts of the organization, and, and variety is the best thing, right? You right. can get them, like, different people from operational processes, strategy, board, from every single, even financial, right? Sometimes there's this preconception that financials or audit are not part of the innovation process. Right. You will be surprised, right? They come up with a different angle, but they will tell you, from my perspective, this idea will not work or will work because X, Y, Z. But if the value is, how do you group those ideas, right? If you hear from people on the field, people in, in the boardroom, and you just basically, you will start seeing patterns. I think there's, there's a great opportunity not seeing ideas in isolation, but you will be so surprised when you ask to solve a problem, mm -hmm. and that's important, right? The right problem. Sure. You will start seeing patterns in the ideas that will flow in the organization because that's when you will see the end-to-end -end problem to solve, right? It's not just a problem from my perspective as an accountant or from my perspective as an IT or operations person. But if someone in the field tells you that's great, however, these are the things that I'm, I'm seeing on the field that it doesn't actually right. make it work. Well, and that's a great point, is that a lot of times what we've seen is that ideas flow from other ideas, right? So, yeah. and it's the idea that hearing somebody else and their perspective often spurs off, spurs things in your mind to say, oh, well, I can actually build on that to create something more. So this idea of, uh, of sharing the ideas, because I think there is that, and I know I've felt this personally, and I'm sure a lot of people do, unless I'm the only one, is that you may think, oh, my idea is no good, or my idea is too small, or my yeah. idea is too whatever. And so oftentimes there's a reluctance to share that, thinking this is not going to be impactful, um, which I think is why one of the reasons we emphasize quantity over quality when you're first doing this. No, get, get all the ideas out, because there might be that little thing that sparks a much bigger idea that's going to grow into something great. Um, so you have to have that large quantity to pick from exactly. to, to go from there. And that's so. the key differentiator. If you're actually really ideating and brainstorming, quantity will win all the time. But then you will narrow it. You'll find patterns. You will narrow the ideas. You will challenge people 
saying, well, this idea, if we, I morph it with this other, there's an opportunity here to actually get something better. What you just said, right? Ideas generate more ideas. I think that's what makes the process of innovation successful compared to just generate ideas and everybody competing with their idea to go through the entire process right away. If you skip all those other steps, then you will have an idea, an, an immature idea or a very green idea that will not see the light of the day, right? Or it will fail really fast. That's great. It's an opportunity for learning, but if you actually start collecting the ideas, basically grouping them, mm -hmm. and then I, I love the term, it's just cross-pollinating the ideas right. between other ideas, that's when you get the true value of this ecosystem, right? Great. Great discussion. Thank you. Thanks. So thank you for listening to the Accelerate podcast. I'm Michael Minnie here with Gerardo Amaya, and we hope you enjoyed our discussion today. Mm -hmm.